Hello everyone, this is Mark again with another session of Speak Brave podcast. This is the podcast where we explore what it takes to be courageous. What it takes to be courageous in every area of your life. If you want to speak up in your relationship, in your marriage, in your business, in the creative endeavors, this is the place. Because John... By the way, John, say hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I just want to make sure that this is a team effort and nothing great is ever achieved alone. And nothing great is ever achieved without you, uh, the listeners who've been tuning in and engaging and asking questions. I love it. Thank you. Please stay with us and subscribe. And if you find value on this podcast, make sure you you share it. You share it with your friends and with your family. Just send them the podcast, tell them what they think, and continue listening. I love it. Thank you for being here. John. Yes. How are you today, my friend? I am fantastic. Uh, I have just returned from taking a week off. Now, I know you're hearing me a week later and everything, but one of the great things about the ability to record is you can always pre-record some things. <laughs> and I have been on vacation with my beautiful wife, and we have spent a wonderful, glorious week in our very, very favorite spot in all the world, the world's most famous beach. What is that? Daytona Beach. Daytona Beach. Yes. Isn't there all the stories of legends about Daytona Beach? I mean, isn't there like a motorcycle convention that takes place? Two times still? a year. Two times, Two times a year, a year? Okay. yes. And also okay. racing weeks, too, because it's right. the home of the Daytona 500, That's the right. International Motor Speedway. Isn't yeah. there a new stadium that they, they just built? They or, simply or they remodeled it. They expanded it. Have you been to the stadium? Uh, we went by it. You can't go. You can't miss it when you're driving into Daytona because yeah. it's right there on Speedway Boulevard as you okay. come into town. Okay. And, oh, it's spectacular. Now, is the Daytona, that's on the uh, east coast of Florida. Yeah, right there in the okay. Atlantic. And the East Coast, and that's a famous beach, right? I mean, isn't there the world's most famous beach? Is that one of those beaches where uh, local code and local um, organizations allow you to drive your car on the beach, or is this, or is that no longer valid? It is still valid, but it is being dialed back. There okay. are now sections of the principal main beach area in the Daytona city limits proper that have been closed to vehicle traffic. However, south, as you move down to Daytona Beach Shores and Orange Park and that area, and north, as you're moving up towards the Ormond Beach area, those areas are still open to traffic. But there is a trend. Yes. And they're moving away from letting vehicles on the beach. And I think it's a good thing because the beach is depending upon the time of the year, heavily traveled, and it's pristine. pristine. Yes, I love it. And thank you for sharing that story. And I'm sure you will share with us your favorite stories about Daytona Beach. Mm. I'm sure you have a few, right? More than a few. Some nuggets you may be able to share with us, if it's appropriate, of course. They might not seem like nuggets to some people, but for my wife and I, it's the best place we can go to for just rest, recuperation, relaxation, and recharging our batteries. Great. And this is what life is about, recharging your batteries with people you love. Absolutely. Isn't that right? Yes. And you always make new friends when you go because you never know what kind of guests you're going to be You told me. It's an entertaining place. But isn't that you being open and Mm -hmm. actually have the tools for conversation and asking 
listening and understanding where the other person is coming from. That's the juice for you, or at least yeah. that's how you connect, don't you? Make a conversation with yeah. someone. Make yeah. a new relationship. Remember a face. Find a name. Learn something about them. Tell them about what you do. It's all a part of putting yourself out there and being courageous and being brave and not and being, being afraid confident. to approach. Yeah. Being confidence confident in, in who you are, who you are as a person, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I'll, Being confident, feeling good in your skin, and being strong in your skin. That's right. This is what it is, folks. This is speak how to speak brave finding courage in everyday life so you can be everything everything that you have a potential to be because i feel some a lot of i mean i have lived my life for i don't know maybe a decade or so where i actually was pull, pull my bail, myself back because i was afraid afraid to speak up afraid to tell the world what i really think and I think it's a problem. Um, I mean, in this country, a problem that you're overcoming yourself personally, because I see yeah. your confidence level constantly growing. But you are speaking the truth. People that need to speak up and say more just tend to have a tendency to not want to speak up. They evidently they fear backlash. All of us want to be liked, but sometimes you have to be honest. And to begin with honesty, you have to be true to yourself first. It also takes, uh, I think, emotional maturity, mm-hmm. emotional maturity, and conversational intelligence how to ask the right questions, how to listen well. And in the middle of all that, John, don't forget to breathe. Because a lot of times we forget to breathe. Sometimes we think, you know, it's just... Uh, Breathing's a big deal. Yes, you know, it, nobody's rushing you. It's, like, it's not Olympics. It's not a marathon where somebody is on your back and thinking, okay, let's get the conversation going. Let's talk about what's important to you. Don't forget to breathe oh yes and that's it's so simple that's one of the first things i teach young people when i'm talking to them about becoming courageous communicators it's a piece of advice that i tell them that if you want to become a much more controlled commanding confident speaker learn to let your voice work for you so Mm -hmm. that's just the kind of advice that any speaker should apply not just the youth that's right john thanks thanks for being here today and thanks for starting us off um, on this excellent always a pleasure reminiscence of your wonderful vacation i'm sure you'll tell us later Right. You'll tell us more if, as it comes up. As if, it comes up, yeah. yeah. And because uh, you you have some stories. I mean, the John. It's. It, I think John has legendary stories, and I, I think everyone who's listening to the podcast also check out his podcast, which is I never noticed. Uh, his uh, Alzheimer's journey with his mom, which is excellent, just full of information and humility, humility and wisdom, and I think. I love the work that you do, John, thank you. and thank you for being my friend. John, let's talk about this podcast today. All right. This is a podcast I think is very special. Well, every podcast. But this one is, let me ask you a question. John, what is the best advice you ever received in your life? So let's go back. Let's rewind those gears in your mind and let's think back. What is the best? Let's trade some stories. What is the, like, you go first and then I'll go. How about that? You know what I might do? (laughs) I can probably talk about some things today that I consider to be some of the best advice I've ever had. But I think the best advice that I ever received came much later in life when I was reminded that the person that is going to be the most successful and have the greatest impact upon lives is going to be the individual that is not looking for what's in it for them, but rather they're looking at what can I bring to someone else's life that brings quality to their life and makes their life better. And so my 
greatest desire, at least in terms of advice that I want to embrace and use, is to always remember life is not about what's in it for me. Life is what can I do to bring to this world better quality and who can I touch with that quality of my personality and my gifts Who can I become a friend to? Who can I be an encourager to? Who can I put a smile on their face? It makes life a lot more fun because I'm not always thinking about, oh, am I going to get this done? Can I do this? What am I going to do to pay that bill? Suddenly life gets a lot more exciting and interesting because the more friends you have, the more acquaintance you have, the more good things come into your life. I have a question for you. What is a specific day? or a specific phrase you have heard from someone that have actually taken you back and thinking, wow, this is the gold. Oh, for example, maybe you now thinking back and thinking this was a conversation that have changed the trajectory of my life. Do you have a specific example when, because the best advice we receive sometimes comes from the people we don't expect sometimes it's from people in a coffee shop or somebody in a classroom or somebody at church or somebody at business but we don't really expect but when you think back you're thinking this is was the pivotal point this is was a moment of change for me do you have an example like that one in particular and jonathan trees if you are listening i know you are the pastor of grace church of the nazarene in nashville tennessee And in addition to that, for a time, you were my music and worship pastor at the church that I was attending. And so my experience with you has a very, very important moment. And you are one of two people that have provided me with tremendous advice. Your advice was when you step into any area of life, always remember It's about giving away your gifts as an expression of thanks and appreciation so that others can enjoy that gift with you. And then Derek Johnson, you who probably have had the greatest influence on me in so many, many ways, and I first actually met you in 1970 in Nashville, Tennessee, at the same church that Jonathan pastors today, Grace Church of the Nazarene in Nashville, except then it was near downtown Nashville. And Derek, you were the one that once said, what is the definition of excellence? And he said, excellence is simply the marriage of preparation and the performance with passion. Mm, And that passion for me means I'm sold out to the message And it's because I'm sold out and surrendered to the message that the preparation that I gave, and you have to have the preparation, therefore that preparation turns that performance into more than just a performance, but it becomes an experience, a life-changing experience for me, Mm -hmm. and I pray a life-changing experience for the people that I'm in contact with. So whether it's speaking or singing or anything else, it's about preparation and performance joined together with the power and the catalyst and the fire of passion. So for you, the advice was to strive higher uh, through, for excellence in everything that you do. And 
it's a marriage of preparation, performance, and passion. Is that right? Correct. So, and that resonates with you through every through every year, it through, continues. through every day. Is it that right? Continues. So, just on a, a conscious and subconscious mm-hmm. level. Yes. Okay. Just a, just as giving what you have as an expression of thanksgiving mm-hmm. is a better way to take your gifts and put them to work because you don't hoard them; you give them away. Wow, that's a good advice. That's a good advice because it's somebody who wants you to succeed, right? So somebody who was generous enough to tell you, share mm-hmm. with you, right? That's totally unselfish. And you remember those people's names, right? I mean, you remember maybe where you were, what you did that day. I remember the year. Yeah. I may not remember the exact date, but yeah. the years I remember. Okay. One was very early in my life in college mm-hmm. as a freshman. The other occurred about 10 years ago. Wow. But it was a turning point in my life, particularly as the man I am today and a speaker. And I appreciate the man you ha- you are. Thank and, you for letting me share it with you, by the way. Absolutely. This is what it is. Um, we share something that is personal, something that can change others, and maybe offer a different perspective. And that's what it's about. Whatever. What was the best advice you ever got? Well, there was a few. Okay. Quite a few. John. Well, there's quite a few for me, yeah. but I'd, if you were to pick a well, yes, a top top three. three. Yeah. Yes. Let's let's stick with that. Let's say. Number one advice. Okay. And this is the advice that I received in my 30s, my early 30s. Uh, there was an opportunity to go f- to meet a special speaker. Special speaker. And that speaker was only available one time out of the year and one time in a very early morning. And I was, I was working... Uh, with the youth group, okay? And the youth group decided to go this early morning to meet the speaker. And for some reason, I decided not to go. Maybe I was too tired from the night before. Maybe I was not feeling that I need to go. So these people that I was working, the youth, they went by themselves. And I just decided to slip in, you know, like just relax, take it easy. The next day, I went to see my, my group and then another leader. And the first words that came out of my mouth was, I'm sorry I missed the meeting. I'm sorry I didn't go. The person who received my words just smiled, looked at me and said, don't be sorry because you think you didn't go. Be sorry because you missed out. You are the one who is missing out. Don't be sorry. We don't need to hear that. What we do need to hear is your internal internal dialogue that you are missing out. So, and that was such a simple. Very candid and straightforward. Very candid, very straightforward that you don't need to please anyone or you, need, you don't need to make a story for someone to justify what you did. You either own up to it mm-hmm. and, and you just say and you call the situation for what it is. Or you do it. You do it and you don't miss out. Because, And I think that was one of the best advice advice I ever heard from anyone. Somebody who's saying, you know what, Mark? Just do it. Don't miss out on life. Because ultimately, you are the one who's missing out. Not them. Yeah, that was one of the... So that's one yeah. of the top three. That was, yeah. Uh-huh. Another one I I will share with you actually came from a book, from a book by um, Roy Baumeister. 
Rob Beimeister, he is the professor at uh, Flor- one of the Florida universities. And the book that he wrote was about willpower. Mm-hmm. And it had many different topics, but the main theme of the book was about willpower and research that we have about willpower. And somewhere inside the book, there was a, another advice that was tucked away. And that actually had a profound effect on me. A lot of times that I have seen in social situations, John, and a lot of conversations is that, let's say we have a meeting and the meeting is over. And then after the meeting, we have a chance to mingle and talk. And I've seen it over and over again. Somebody comes up to me after the meeting and offers me an explanation. Oh, you know what, Mark, this person have said that, or I have said that, or I did this. That is just bad. That is just not me. That is just not me. I just reacted. I overreacted. And it feels like somebody is offering an explanation or qualification when it doesn't need to be. It's like, why rehash the old events? Why rehash the past experiences? And what I learned from the book by Roma Baumeister is that people really don't pay attention to what other people do. So if you are hang hung, if you if you hang on to people's reaction or you think somebody's gonna think of you badly or you left a bad impression, get over it. The reality is People think about their mortgage. They think about their toothache. They think about their fight with their spouse. They think about their commute. There's very little space in their cognitive processes to think about you. Mm-hmm. And if you believe that your little words or your eye movements or something you said or did affected the person's opinion of you, it may. Mm-hmm. But 99% of the time, people simply don't care. And it's true. And people don't, they just so caught up in their own little world that it's not worth it for you to agonize over something you may or may not have done because most of it is in your head. And that advice actually changed my life because, yes, you will make mistakes. You will make some social guffes or some mistakes. And go ahead, please offer your um, spelling correction. Well, I'm just thinking about me yeah. because there have been so many times when I always worried about the opinion that people had of me. And I wanted it more because of an acceptance desire yeah. because there was a time in my life when I felt that I was on the outside looking in. Yes, 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 yes. Now, all of us want to be accepted. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that sometimes we think we have to be a part of a group or a clique or a fraternity, not using the term fraternity in the college sense, but a collective of people. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, you feel that if you're not associated with these individuals, then you are less of a person. Now, having said that, I will say this. I think it's important, and we all have listened to self-development experts mm-hmm. who have reminded us that a lot of who we are is based upon the company that we keep, the things that we read, the stuff that we watch, the food that we eat, the words that come out of our mouth are almost always going to be a byproduct of the things that we associate with and read and watch Mm -hmm. and eat and whatnot. And so it's important to always think about taking better care of yourself by putting yourself in touch 
with positive things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I don't need acceptance from a group if I have confidence in my ability. Exactly, in you, who you are. Yeah. And it takes time. It does it takes take time. time. Uh, it takes time in learning who you are, learning what you will accept, what you will not accept, something you can negotiate. Yeah. And that's a process. And everyone, the list, everyone who's listening have to develop that process for themselves. It's not going to just arrive in one day. It's a, it's a lifelong process. And remember how you always say, John, I am a work in progress. Mm -hmm. You said that several times. Yes. And that's true. So that was one of the best advice I ever received. One of the best pieces of advice I ever received. So it's people forget. And it's not really, about, it's not really they're going to think of what you did or said. It's they, they just they don't care. No, it's they're not too they, busy with their life. They're just too busy. They're too involved, and it's rare. It's a it's a special rare moment when somebody really pays attention. Because if you really pay attention to someone's body language or the words or the way they react, I think people take notice. And you can be like that. You can be outstanding. You can be the one who really pays attention to what's. Uh, happening around you and also the people who you I care about I see and I you, do have another piece of yeah, advice I do well. see you doing that whenever you're speaking as you're, I think you watch your audience and as you're sharing your story you're also watching their reactions and even though there may be nonverbal communication taking place you don't dismiss that as saying it doesn't matter what they think I believe that when you're speaking you want things to matter mm -hmm. but it's because you want to give to them something good Yes, of course. You want you want to you want to give them the best. Um, I do have another piece of advice that I heard. Now, this was from a gentleman. Uh, no, well, I just want to recap. Okay, so you heard about this meeting, this early meeting, then this advice from Brooke Baumeister, mm -hmm. and it, and actually, I'm gonna offer a twofer. Okay. Uh, it's one advice that comes. It's two pieces of advice that come from the same person. Yes. John, you know that I love Tony Robbins. Absolutely. I love this man. Yep. And the reason I do, because he is a learner. He's a student. And he says that. And he's been at this learning exploration for how many decades now? Well, I would say at least three <laughs> to four decades. Close, <laughs> probably closer to four decades. And he looks good. I don't know how old well, he I is. I don't know how in the world he can look as good as he does. As he, he's 60? I mean, 70? Oh, he's, he's, I think he's actually older than me, and I'm 66. I think he's getting up there. But I may be completely wrong, but this guy is one good-looking man. But I'll tell you, when he stands up there, it isn't his appearance that catches you. It's what comes energy, out of his mouth. Energy. It's, power, it's amazing. Great amazing. Power. Amazing. Two things that I have learned from him. Number one is to be a team player. Because mm -hmm. if you want to succeed in life or any mm -hmm. endeavors, you have to be able to contribute in a meaningful way. Yes. So what is your contribution? What is your contribution to the team that you're playing on? Is Are you a leader? Are you building a, your tribe? And are you contributing? Are you there 100% of the time? You, you bring your best. You bring your best conviction, your love, your enthusiasm, your preparation, your research, your curiosity. Just imagine if you can play at that high level, how life, how different your life would be. Are you where you want to be if you always give your best? And I think... Tony Robbins have taught me, be a team player because you cannot achieve anything long. And if you want to do anything great, you have to have a team of people around you. Okay, that's right. That's so the that's, first piece of advice. Second is raise your standards. Oh, yes. You know, if you, if you really want to be great at anything, you have to raise your standards. 
raise your standards in everything you do. Don't accept and settle for mediocrity because yeah. that's what it is. It's just it's a it's a slope. It's a slope downwards. It's a spiral downwards, and then you find yourself. How did I get here? Mm-hmm. Because I lowered my standards one little standard at a time. So that actually the comes from Tony Robbins is be a team player and raise your standards. But I will offer one more piece of observation. So now we're going to get a fifth one. I love it. Well, fifth one, sure. So now it's not a top three anymore, ladies and gentlemen. It's now the top five. John, do you know that in the <laughs> United States that people are obsessed with number five? Yes, they are, as a matter of fact. Everything's on a scale of five, exactly. even a rating system. Rating. A you, five, five point rating. Five star. Um, there's a book called Five Dysfunctions of a Team, Five Love Languages, Five ways to deal with stress i mean everything is about five yeah but why it, it was uh it was uh paul simon who said 50 ways to leave your lover <laughs> 50 ways. sorry i just I had mean, to throw that this, in there this is just in this this conversation that we have john is not only educational it's entertaining and it's a time warp because you offer insight that i cannot get from anyone else so i think you are you're that voice of reason sometimes. And sometimes we go back into the history and it co- things come out that I just don't, I don't even expect yeah. where they're coming from. Yes. But fortunately, we have people out there listening who will say, I know what he's talking about. <laughs> I hope I hope somebody does because sometimes I have no clue. I have no clue what it is. And, and you then have to, I have to sit down and have a conference with yeah. you and educate you on things. Okay, and tell, you a little bit all right. So what is this? Uh, 50 Ways to Leave You Alone. We're gonna, was, we, that, we'll, we'll talk about that. That's just Paul Simon of Simon yeah. and Garfunkel who okay. wrote a song in his solo career called So that was, that was that. I just had to throw it in there for a laugh. Yeah. And obviously it was totally useless information. And it was a waste of time. Let's get back to that fifth. The point. fifth one is actually builds up on what Tony Robbins said. Be a team player. And it comes from Seth Godin. Are you familiar with Seth Godin? He's a business writer. Honestly, I can't say that I am. I have to be honest on that. He wrote quite a few marketing books. Um, Purple Cow, Tribes. Now, Tribes, I've heard about. Lynchpin. Because I think you have quoted from Tribes Many before, times. And you use the reference yes. of Tribes. I also subscribe to Seth's, uh, to Gordon's newsletter, newsletter that I get every day. Mm-hmm. And he writes really well. And he writes succinct matter. One of his books, he this single piece of advice that I heard, it actually stays with me to this day. Okay. And it's this. Are you indispensable? Well, it's actually a question. Are you indispensable, John? What, okay, in your, in your, in oh, your business right now, okay? Yes. And that builds upon, are you a team player? So Tony Robbins says, are you a team player? And I want to add it to the next dimension. Are you indispensable? If you leave let's say, organization, even volunteer or something for profit, will that operation be diminished because your contribution is not there? Are you indispensable? Can you be, for example, you you answer the phone. Can you answer the phone in such a way that when people hang up, they think, this was the best phone call I ever made because the people were, they were really listening. They were really asking the question. Yes. They were matching and mm. mirroring. They were mm-hmm. out there. They were matching my energy level. Or, for example, you are a leader. You are a leader at a nonprofit. Are you indispensable that you bring your best? You prepare for the meetings. You follow up with the meetings. You follow up with the people who don't come. You, you, you create vision. You do research. You talk to people. You open up your network. Are you indispensable? 
that piece of advice, just three words, have changed my thinking about my contribution. Because you can go along with your life and just think, okay, I'm just going to show up. Yes. I'm just going to let other people lead. I'm just going to see where it goes. It may go somewhere. It may not go anywhere at all. But are you indispensable job and i want to strive to be so good at what i do as a team player and as a contributor that i become indispensable because i am a vital piece of a complete successful operation that's right i think that way of our threesome the three of us when we get together with our good friend dr diane longstreet Mm -hmm. a gifted speaker a distinguished toastmaster a dietitian with some of the most life-transforming information you could ever hear then we bring you into the equation with this creative thinking your your what i call emotional intelligence you have a tremendous mechanism for looking deeper and peeling layers away and then along i come and i bring to it what i hope is something that makes me indispensable to the two of you so i say yes i want to be that way to me, you're that way. I don't want to do this without you. I don't want to do this without Diane. And my prayer is that you feel the same way about me. That's what we should strive for. I this agree. That's uh, a great piece of advice. That, 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 is, that comes from Seth Godin. And Seth Godin is the icon. He's the icon in marketing. He's icon in business, mm-hmm. at least in the, in the U.S. continent. And he is well-respected. And that, if you take nothing else... Just take that piece of advice. And so let me recap what we have. Yeah, please um, do. Five great pieces of information. Write these down, everybody. One of the best advice pieces of advice I ever received was it's not you. It's not it's it's not us who is missing out. It is you who is missing out. So show up. Get up, show up, speak up, just do it. Yeah. Just be there. Be there because Walt Whitman said we persuade with our presence. When we take our physical body to where we need to be, we persuade, we convince, we contribute. That's one. Second is people forget anything that's not important to them. And if you feel that, um, if you feel that you have damaged the relationship or you have said something to spill out who you are, don't think about it. It's it's people are so involved in their own little world, in their own lives, and it's so difficult to break up. And it's very rare when somebody actually who sits up and pays attention. That's the second piece of advice. Is that right? The third piece of advice. Um, what else did I get? It's not. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. You were about talking you. about teamwork. Teamwork. That's right. Uh, talking about Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins have said that you have to. Be a team player, mm-hmm. team player in everything you do, contribute, and raise your standards. And Seth Godin, are you indispensable? And that's for me, John. Those are five great pieces of advice, everybody. It is. Thanks for playing along with me, and uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Please subscribe. Uh, I will be back with another episode next week. In the meantime, you can reach me at speak, uh, markguy.com or on Twitter at speakbrave. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, John, and I'll see you next time.